you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl, Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income, and crush their financial goals. And if you listen to part one, part two is going to be a continuation on career tips, how I managed to double my income, and a couple of more updates. Yes, ah, the holidays are amongst us. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you are doing well. Um, lots of interesting stuff going on. It's an interesting time to be alive. You know, new virus variant. I hope that you are doing well and are in good health, mind, body, spirit, soul, all the things. Um, the market it's also uh, doing some dips and some dives and mm. <laughs> this is where the rubber meets the road for us buy and holders, right? This is where you, you show out and you, you hold it down, right? You know, P.O.P. holding it down. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see if there is going to be another crash or some sort of market correction because... It's everything, it seems like. Crypto and all that. Housing market usually comes later. Doesn't usually happen as quickly as it does with um, stocks and things like that. But yeah, and also, you know, the great resignation. We've been hearing that buzz phrase all throughout the lands because during COVID, people had time to sit down and really reflect on (laughs) whether they really liked the trajectory their life was on. And I am no exception to this rule. So as mentioned in the intro, um, I basically managed to double my income, specifically my salary. And so I'm going to kind of, you know, take you guys through that journey and talk a little bit about um, how that worked out and also embed some career tips in there and I realized that after listening to the first chameleon effect episode um there is a slight correction that I need to make and that correction is that during the interview process I said that you don't need to ask questions when they say do you have any further questions you don't need to say oh I have questions If you are interviewing with the hiring manager, you know, someone in the company who will be your boss that isn't necessarily like the recruiter, you absolutely should ask questions and dynamic questions that aren't just, you know, yes or no answers. Um, Yeah, that is that is a huge thing that I learned because ultimately what it shows is that it shows interest either in the company and or the industry that you're involved in. So let me give an example, right? Let's say, you know, your last job was trash and you're worried about, you know, like work-life balance, right? So a question you could ask is, you know, hey, Mr. Hiring Manager person, So how often do you say you get time to go to like different conventions within, you know, whatever industry? And let's say you're in um, uh, um, 
Okay, let's say you're like me, right? You're in, <laughs> you're in tech, right? So let's say, oh, you know, how often do you get to um, do personal development and go to different conventions within the tech industry or have time to self-study and to um, get certified or recertified in your different certifications? That is a question that you can ask without asking Hey, so what is the work-life balance like? It's a kind of roundaway-about answer to see <laughs> if there is work balance and if there is time for you to do, um, you know, career de- career development and career advancement, right? So you want to be thinking in sort of a three-dimensional way like that. So I do need to make that correction, and I also need to obviously remind you that this um, is a financial podcast that does not give. Um, financial um, education. This is for um, entertainment purposes only because uh, no one will be suing me because they took my advice and they ran with it. Okay. So again, these are just think of these as, you know, suggestions, right? I'm telling you what's working for me. Um, Part of the reason why I started this podcast was to also kind of keep myself um, accountable, really. <laughs> really is one of the main reasons why I started it as well. I know I say that a lot, but there's a lot of different reasons, but that's one of them. So yes. So now that we've gotten that out the way, let me tell you a bit more about this journey and how I was able to uh, double my salary. So first things first, God is the realist. There are quite a few instances along transitioning in my career where I know that I know that I know God is for us, okay? So that is first and foremost. There was just some divine intervention things that I know because I put some, you know, action behind my faith, it allowed God to put other things in order that me, this, you know, this, my, my little brain could not put together on my own. There were some divine connections that happened along this journey that I know that that was, that was big G up there. So that is first and foremost, Thank you, good Lord, for, you know, setting my feet on solid ground and also teaching me to remain grateful in the midst of the journey. One of my favorite songs that has come out recently, Mavericks, first of all, Maverick City, anything, okay, but Maverick City has this song, I think it's with Elevation Church, and it's called Wait On You or I'm Gonna Wait On You, something like that. And it talks about the importance of not just waiting on God, but how you wait and what you're doing in that process. Okay, so for most of you that do not know, I was working in the non-for-profit space for a little while. Now I know what you're thinking, Akua, I thought you said you like money. Why were you working for non for profits? But I mean, you know, I was doing it for little Saint and the children and them, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I should probably go, go watch uh, You Got Served after this. But anyway, so I found my space 
and I'm, I found my space in, you know, the not-for-profits, and I just kind of went along with it, didn't think too much of it, but I got a hold of, you know, negotiation um, tips and videos and blogs and all that stuff because I knew that I could not live comfortably on this salary, though. So I did what everybody, you know, tells you to do. At the end of the year, evaluations are coming out, right? So I say, okay, I'm going to put my PowerPoint together. I'm going to get my kudos. I'm going to get the emails where, you know, um, coworkers complimented me, said nice things to me, sent me cards even. Yeah, sent me like nice little thank you cards for helping out and doing things, right? So I'm put all this stuff together, how I've made impact, the different projects I've done, all that stuff, I'm put it together and I'm gonna come up to um, my my boss and you know request a raise and a very reasonable raise. I'm not talking like very reasonable. <laughs> so I did all that. I sort of um, told my boss prior to evaluations that, you know, Hey, um, I basically, you know, I think I've earned a raise essentially, um, and not the standard, you know, 3% that they do every year. I think I've earned a little more than that. I even have my statistics on what people in my position in my part of the world were making child, I, you know, I'm, I'm a research queen. So I had it together. Evaluations came around. I presented all, you know, I presented, well, most of my information, um, and my boss was like, basically she's, <laughs> they were like, Hey man, you cool and all, but until we get this government funding, we won't have a new position for you available. Cause essentially what they were trying to do was promote me to a new position. Well, guess what? The end of the year finally came around and federal funding was cut by more than 50%. And that position, along with other positions that they were going to create, were gone. So all of a sudden, <laughs> that raise, or it was really a promotion essentially because I would be getting a new title, was gone. And as expected, they came back to me and basically told me, yeah, we can't do it. And not only... Was it, yeah, no, this promotion is not going to happen, but I didn't get any kind of incremental raise, nothing outside of that standard 3% that they do every year, which most companies do. I didn't get like a substantial increase in my salary. So I was devastated, hemming and hawing a little bit. But you know what it did? Have you all seen those memes of Michael Jordan after the documentary came out and basically everyone's like, so yeah, I took it personally. That's basically what happened. But it wasn't like a nasty, like, oh man, forget y'all, woo woo woo. Like <laughs> it was, oh, okay. I come here and I work my butt off and y'all don't wanna give me nothing. Okay, count your days because, and this is lesson number one or, or uh, tip number one, when someone else doesn't see your value, it does not mean that someone else will not. 
there are opportunities out here in these streets. And really, I was talking to my sister-in-law and um, our other friend the other night, and really the internet has changed the game. Opportunities are everywhere. So I said, okay, the countdown starts now, Lord. I got to reassess. So tip number two, I started writing out different roles that I was interested in and did a pros and cons list and then continued to pray and fast in the midst of it. After all that, I, you know, I also prayed with my pastor and came to a consensus. Okay, I'm taking my butt back to um, cybersecurity, which is um, sort of a segment of tech that deals with protecting information, right? You've all heard of scammers. You've all, I had an episode about scammers, right? So basically my industry is about protecting us from all them people. So I do the things, you know, I get online. I start trying to join different groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, go to different webinars and all that and network my way around and, you know, all that sort of thing. And in one particular Facebook group and, you know, you got to do some sifting because not all, you know, Facebook groups are created equal. I'm sure you all have experienced that. You know, some of these groups are just, ooh, and some of these groups are absolutely fantastic. So after I was able to narrow down what I wanted to do, I found um, a career coach in one of these Facebook groups. And I said, oh boy, I'm already not making no money. Now I got to dish out some money to <laughs> get a coach. But I wanted to fast track this. I didn't want to have to wait years of, um, you know, searching and bumping my head against the wall, trying to figure out what works in the job industry. Because quite frankly, when you get back into the job market, the traditional job market, you essentially become a marketer. You really are. You're marketing yourself. And so there's a very, there's a specific way that you can do this that can be really advantageous. That's where I feel like coaches, career coaches can really be helpful, career advisors and things like that. Because, yeah, it's a bit of a different game out here. And a lot of the older tricks don't work as much for some of us older millennials, right? So got the career coach. We're meeting, you know, probably about every two weeks catching up give me assignments I go do them and on the side I'm also studying for certification and I'm still working my job right because I learned my lesson from last time that I'm not going to just up and quit my job with no plan no savings no nothing right so I'm doing that stuff and I finally get to the point where I've passed you know one or two certifications at this point and I've narrow down companies that interest me, and then specific roles within my industry as well. So that is tip, I think I'm on tip number three, which is specificity helps a lot when you are doing job searches. So I ended up getting a resume writer in addition to a career coach. That was more money I did not want to spend, but that is tip number four. Do not be afraid to spend money for self-development, career development, um, all the developments, <laughs> you know, it, it, the best investment is always going to be in yourself. 
you know, I know you've heard it. It's very cliche, but it is actually very true. And so um, I've definitely made that money back <laughs> and more. So the investment definitely paid off. And I got a resume writer. And the best thing about having a resume writer as well as a specific role that you're looking for and specific job description that you're looking for is that when your resume writer tailors your cover letter and tailors your resume, you are easily able to blast your resume everywhere. Because guess what? That's what I did. (laughs) So I would wake up (laughs) in the mornings and blast my resume to like to like 30 jobs a day. Honestly, just blast it. So all that time spent tailoring your resume for a specific job role, because I had a very specific job role within the cybersecurity space. So because of the specificity, I did not have to waste time looking for keywords and looking at the job description and putting in keywords because I had a very specific type of job description that I would apply for. And now we're going to get into my other tip, right? I think we're on tip number six is apply anyway. You know, I was talking to um, someone on LinkedIn who um, wanted some advice about getting into my field and, you know, my specific role. And she told me that she got an interview with a really big company at one point and she got scared and she said, oh, I'm not looking for a job anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, and specifically ladies, ladies and more ladies, okay? Because the reason why I'm specifying ladies because we're more prone to do this than men. Men tend to have, you know, a little bit of ego and a little bit of inflated confidence. Typically, generally speaking, right? There are caveats in that. But generally speaking, men don't, you know, men apply anyway. But please do not self-sabotage. If you're making efforts and an unexpected door opens, walk in that thing and see what's in there. You know, put your effort out. And if it's for you, hey, it's for you. If it's not, then you gain new experience and new knowledge and you can keep it moving. So started getting some traction, getting some interviews. This is excitement, you know. So those first, you know, one or two interviews is usually just with the recruiter. They're just telling you about the process and things like that. But, you know, I started getting into, you know, second, third, fourth interviews with hiring managers and potential coworkers and things like that. So it's getting really exciting. Um, And this is a new tip, obviously, because back in the day, we really had to do virtual or Zoom interviews. Um, And here's just a few tips as it relates to virtual interviews. Do your research on the people you're interviewing. Now, here's where the second part, this is really where the part two of the chameleon effect happens. If you listen to part one, I talk about reading the room and kind of gauging where you can find common ground with 
that interviewer or that cultural environment within yourself, right? Right. Just as a refresher, we want to do the Denzel, right? And if you don't remember, you can go back and listen to episode six to get the full breakdown of the chameleon effect. So here is part two of the chameleon effect. In the interview process, when you're doing research on the individuals that you will be working with or your hiring manager or whoever, director, whoever you're interviewing with, you want to find common ground with them if you can. And again, you don't want to get super creepy, but I mean, social media, people put the information out everywhere. So I am going to give an example of something I did in an interview. So I... I had an interview with a startup company, really interesting startup company. And that was, I didn't take that offer, but it was a little tempting because you know, as you know, when companies go public and you had equity in the company prior to going public, whoo, that, that, that check it, that money is looking nice. So I uh, interviewed with the hiring manager, but before then, I looked her up on LinkedIn and I saw the different things that she, you know, she wasn't a big commenter. She didn't make a lot of posts, but she had quite a few likes. And I noticed that she commonly liked anything with Kamala Harris. And I was like, that is interesting. Anything on LinkedIn, most of the things she liked was usually with Kamala Harris. And I thought to myself, okay, well... I mean, you know, and everyone's allowed to have their opinion. Again, this is about the chameleon effect, right? You're not changing who you are. So I said, okay, she likes Kamala Harris. You can have your opinions. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking if you're a Kamala Harris fan. Please don't come for my neck, you know, but I'm not like in love with Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? Like, just honestly, I'm, I'm just not. But, okay, what does Kamala Harris represent? Equity women in positions of power, uh, diversity, inclusion. So I said, okay, instead of like trying to bring up like, oh my gosh, you know, I just, you know, I try to slide in the interview. Oh my gosh, I just love Kamala Harris. And did it, you know, I'm not going to lie about that stuff. In the interview, I talked about women in positions of leadership and she was obviously in a leadership position because she was going to be my my boss, essentially, if I decided to work there. And so I asked her about how um, how she felt as a woman in a leadership position, because I said, that's inspiring that you are a woman in leadership. And how does that feel being a woman in leadership in your current role? And I saw her face light up. That's how you do things like that. Right. So that is the chameleon part two of this segment right I didn't pretend to be something I wasn't I didn't pretend to like something or someone I didn't necessarily identify with but I found a common ground and I found a part that we could both identify with and from that you know from that moment like I pretty much had the offer in the bag really so yeah that is the biggest tip of the episode honestly um, other job tips is beef. And I should have said this before, before you start, you know, putting out your, your informations for everyone to see, make sure that you have your standards set. So 
the actual God is so good, y'all. I just oh, the actual dollar amount that I wanted to make was on my vision board. And that's the exact dollar amount I ended up getting for my current role. So be clear also about what your expectations are. And it's not just money. It's not just money. Obviously, work environment is important. I knew that I wanted a role that had, if not fully remote, had some remote days permanently. So there's just a couple of things that I knew that I wanted. Not everybody wants remote work. Some people like small office talk and vibing with people in person. And I can definitely see now how that can be an advantage and can be a good thing to have. But ultimately, whatever your standards are, a lot of us want flexibility now. We got to take care of our kids and we enjoy having flexibility. Like, let me get my work done. (laughs) I'll get it done on time. I don't need you parading over me and like breathing down my neck in my little cubicle, right? So (laughs) um, those are things to keep in mind. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of the story of how I doubled my income this year in the middle of a pandemic. And that's another thing. Um, Don't allow the economy, the news, anything else to deter you from the goals that you have set. And December is such a critical time. And I know that you can change your life, change your mind at any point in the year, but I don't think we can negate the fact that a new year is significant though. And in the months of December, here is the time to kind of brood over and think about what do I want for the next year? What types of things do I want to see happen to me socially, emotionally, economically, all the leads, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, all the leads, right? So this is the time to start brewing and planning, but also celebrating made it to another year. Please don't allow yourself to be bogged down and in comparison in a way that is detrimental to you. I noticed that this tends to happen to many of us um, during this time of the year. Be grateful, be thankful. I am so, so grateful for you. You know, if this is your first time, if this is your third time, if this is your your 20th time listening to this podcast. Thank you so, so very much. Let me know your favorite tips. Are you in the process of a transition? Are you in the middle of gig work right now? Are you in entrepreneurship? Whatever it is that you're doing, let me know. And until next time, bye-bye. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Hello at demcoinsonline.com. Also feel free to check us out on Instagram, dem.coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.